hey, welcome back. This is Reliving the Lights, Friday Night Lights Rewatch Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Josh Kuypers, and this is my good friend, Anthony Hookman. Uh, Anthony, it's it's been a little bit since we've sat down to record, and uh, boy, we, we've got some good ones to talk about. Yeah, we've got uh, a couple of doozies uh, for sure in this week's episode and next week's episode. Yeah. Um, we have actually, you guys at home don't know this because we've got so many in the can that we're ahead of it, but we actually <laughs> have taken a, a full two weeks off yeah. uh, from recording. So yeah. um, we're excited to get back into it. Of course, you you folks at home are getting the the content uh, streamlined to you no matter what. So yeah, yeah. The, the, we, we do that for you, you know, mm-hmm. like we 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 got you guys covered but i have been have been kind of chomping at the bit to to get yeah. back at it very excited and then of course i it's i still just barely finished watching the episode before we <laughs> sat down <laughs> to record i only had 2 weeks to get that done but yeah, yeah no i'm this this will yeah. be great what have you uh what have you been doing in your your uh, time off from recording the podcast you've been I... out there seeing the world and Making the most of your time? Nope. Uh, <laughs> I have been working and uh-huh. uh, doing some school work. Uh-huh. Uh, by the time that this airs, hopefully I will have graduated college. If not, let's just edit that out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So nice. um, no, I've been I'm I've been swamped with uh, with work and school work and trying to also have a social life. Uh, so yeah, it's yeah. been a uh, my life is chaos for the next four weeks, but after yeah. that, maybe I'll get out and see the world a little bit. <laughs> I, I did get to see Platt, South Dakota last week. Yes, sir. Um, and uh, our our lovely friends and friends of the show, the Erickson brothers. Yes, was a, a true delight as always. Yes, yeah, I was pretty bummed I missed out on that little reunion there, but uh, uh, we'll be having the at least a couple of the Ericksons on here uh shortly maybe even by the time this airs maybe it's yeah maybe maybe we've we've already already, i guess we've already done it but uh yeah that's good i in my weeks off i was pretty much the reason that uh we took those (laughs) weeks off so uh had a had a family camping trip with some friends we tried out the camper thing with uh three kids four and under Mm. And uh, it went. I would just. I would say it went about as well as you'd expect it to. <laughs> so, you know, it wasn't great, but I was anticipating that. Uh, sure. so that was good. I also got back to Platt, which was very nice. A short trip, but, um, but yeah, we're back at it now. Very good. Yes, we're excited to be to be back and entertaining the uh, the few of you listening out there. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate it. And what do you? Ooh. What are you drinking tonight? It looks very nice. Yeah, I've got a nice uh, mojito, homemade mojito. It's actually the uh, a recipe that I stole from uh, the restaurant that I used to work at. Shout out to Bracco in Okoboji, Iowa. Oh, nice. Um, on their menu, it'll tell you uh, the secret stays here. Well, I, I hate to tell you. <laughs> You're not uh, going to leak it on this podcast. I hate to tell you, you, Dave and Rick, but uh, <laughs> but I the secret did not stay in Okaboji. I will not leak it on this uh, this podcast, but it is the best mojito that I've ever had. I ha- did tweak it a little bit to make it, ar- I would argue, even better. Ooh, um, bold but no, Rick and Dave, they've got a very good... Uh, We've got a very good program going down there. I miss it every day. Uh, shout out to my friends in Okaboji. I love you and I miss you. <laughs> those but, were, um, those were. I mean, I don't know personally, but it sounds like those were some 
pretty crazy summers. Some yeah. pretty well, just yeah. the one summer, but yeah, it was just one. To, oh yeah. man, seemed like you you had enough boji for a lifetime. Oh, I would argue summer. I didn't. I only got a taste, but uh, <laughs> no, I did. Uh, I, I I do have a, a mint plant out on the deck. So this is. Um, oh wow! Yeah, straight from, from the deck to deck to glass. <laughs> straight from my my little garden out on the deck with uh, we got some mint and some tomatoes and some basil and some jalapenos. I've been really that's my Ooh, baby is the jalapeno yes. plant. I'm very excited about that. Yes, uh, not all in the mojito though. It, <laughs> just the mint just, is in just here, a, but that, I just wanted to brag that, about the rest of my garden. Yeah, yeah, it's not that crazy of a mojito recipe. <laughs> I uh, I only got to see Steve Erickson for a few minutes last week, but I I told. Uh, Ross and Jordan and Tyler that uh, I was disappointed I didn't get to talk to him more because I kind of think of myself as a, a farmer now so I thought maybe <laughs> you'd want to talk some ag but didn't get the chance to do it yeah how many how many acres do you farm like <laughs> five pots or <laughs> yeah yeah um, I don't I'm, I'm bad at math but I'd say about one one hundredth of an acre I've got going on <laughs> about three cubic feet of dirt <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good deal. Well, uh, yeah, I'm proud of you. Grew up on the farm, so now we we have something else in common. That's great. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what have, What have you got going yeah, over there? I've got the Exile Breweries Ruthie. Uh, is it's very nice. It's a smooth gold lager, mm. and uh, you can get this around the the local the local bars and stuff on tap. It's kind of like the the craft beer that is generally accepted around here. You know, sure. where's where's that out of? Uh, I think it's West Des Moines, if okay. I remember correctly, or Des Moines. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, let's uh, let's get rolling on yeah. episode twelve. Originally aired January 10, two thousand seven. What to do while you're waiting? Movie dude, movie dude one has movie got a one. has got a synopsis for us this week. Why don't you go ahead and read this. that for us? All right. <sighs> Matt's dad decides to stay home instead of returning to Iraq, while Jason's parents level a lawsuit against the coach for negligence. Smash tries to get closer to a girl, but he keeps getting in the way himself. The whole town awaits another game involving two other schools, with the results determining the Panthers' postseason hopes. There are that... Okay, I mean, as usual, it was a very, very oddly... Yes. Uh, <laughs> grammatically notated <laughs> a couple of sentences but yes. that um we're gonna dive in here obviously obviously but we have to that um that uh description contains two of my biggest issues with this episode <laughs> so we'll we'll dive in there okay um but two of the things that i was very confused about in this episode so why don't we go ahead and and dive into <laughs> okay to what we've got on hand here? Sounds good. Uh, once again, movie dude one could have been better, but we thank you. Uh, <laughs> you're you're giving us something, and we appreciate it. All right, so those two teams that movie dude one alluded to, we find out right at the beginning of the episode that Buckley has to beat Arnett Mead for the in order for the Panthers to be. It, now at this point, I thought to make the playoff, like if if Buckley beat Arnett Mead, they'd just be in the playoffs. Like that was you it. know what? That's exactly what I was uh, alluding to, yes. and where my confusion comes in because we'll get into this in episode thirteen, right? But in that episode, all of a sudden they have to win a game to make it in the playoffs, <laughs> right. and so it's like you are going back on 
Yes. Something you said. I mean, back-to-back episodes, they, they right. kind of ignore um, this issue. But we'll, yeah. we'll forgive them because it's a great show. They, they think they can sneak these things by us. But little did they know that yeah. one day there would be a podcast <laughs> where we are dissecting every little single thing. And we notice these things. I'd like to speak directly to Jason Cadams at this time. I really <laughs> hope somebody got fired for this blunder. <laughs> It was confusing. It was like, what? Wait a minute. Okay, I guess this is what we're doing now. That's fine. Kind of like Julie Taylor just suddenly be- becoming a year younger. Or I yeah. don't know. <laughs> anyway. But we'll we'll dig into uh, the, the playoff chances in the next episode. Yes. But uh, yeah, the episode kind of opens up on football practice. Well, no. after we see, hear Slam and Sammy Mead mm-hmm. uh, talking about... Buckley and Arnett Mead, and we've got just, I, and this is something that confused me too. I've got a lot of questions that probably aren't going to be able to be answered. <laughs> okay. But while football practice is going on, cheerleading practice appears to be going on. Like yeah, at the sim- same time, at the same place. <laughs> yeah. That's um, not distracting at all for anyone. Right. Yeah. Well, especially for young Tim Riggins, who is creeping on young Lila Garrity. Yep. And that's, that's not the first time we've seen that either. So apparently this is a thing. That happens right. uh, for them. So uh, we find out that Saracen's dad is not going back to Iraq. Another thing I have a question about. Okay. I've got family members in the military <laughs> uh, who served overseas. None of them. And my uncle was pretty high up in the guard. Uh-huh. He was like command sergeant major in South Dakota, which is like the highest. Oh, wow. position you can receive in yeah. like non-combat or something like that. I don't remember what it is, but it's yeah. very high up. Thank you for your service, sir. Yes. Thank you. Jim Hookman, <laughs> who's definitely not listening to this podcast. <laughs> Shout out to Jim Hookman. Um, but how does Matt's dad have the ability to just make that decision? Yeah. Nobody I've ever known has had like served overseas, come back on leave and just been like, I'm just decided I'm not going back. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. That is not an option, I don't think. No, that's not how it works, uh, for sure. (laughs) So, But that decision has been made, and uh, he's just not going to go back. He's not going back to Iraq, which obviously Matt is, you know, pretty excited about. Yeah, he's kind of come around to his father. Yeah, because he's definitely gone back and forth. At first, he wanted his dad to stay, and then he's like, I'd be better if he weren't here. But now, okay. Uh, Henry, Henry is staying. So we see, uh, coach and Tammy walking up to their house. Coach gets served papers, uh, a lawsuit from the street family, uh, which is awkward. And then, uh, gets even more awkward. (laughs) Yes. So everybody in town is obsessing over the Buckley Arnett Mead game, including the guy who serves papers to coach because (laughs) As uh, right after he serves in papers, he <laughs> asks Coach about the yeah. the Arnett Mead Buckley game. Hey, hey, Coach, you think Buckley's got a shot against Arnett Mead? <laughs> and Coach just gives him a look of like just burning right through him. <laughs> what are you doing, man? Yeah, what a a bold move. Yeah. So he and Tammy are kind of. Kind of talking about it. Coach is trying to keep the perspective that it's not personal. 
you know, it's probably, you know, this is just what lawyers or insurance companies or whatever tell him to do. But he's trying to keep that perspective. Uh, Jason finds out that the word has gotten out about the lawsuit. It's on the front page of of the Dylan paper that morning. Um, and he is furious. Yes, he is not thrilled. <laughs> yep. It is quickly speeding back to his parents' house on his wheelchair. Yep. Um, so he confronts his mom and dad about it. Very, very angry. Uh, we see Jason's dad just leave the house, um, in anger kind of, or frustration. It's obvious the family is very divided over this issue. Things are not, uh, still not well in the street household. Yeah. And we, we do get kind of a scene there where his mom is right. Um, like his mom is like, he should have taught you tackling drills, right? And then right. you kind of see Street kind of fall into that. It's kind of getting gaslit, yeah, uh, by his own folks, which <laughs> right. is uh, a true bummer. But yep, uh, not as much of a bummer as Tyra's home life, <laughs> uh, as yeah. we're um, seeing shortly after. Um, now, this was a little bit confusing for me. I've got, once again, I've got a lot of question marks in my notes. <laughs> okay. Because we, I don't think I realized that Tyra's mom's boyfriend was a boyfriend. Okay. Right away. Like, because yeah. um, he, and then he says something I wrote down about how the women in that family have a genetically superior ass. And I was <laughs> oh. like, yeah, like, what's up with this guy? <laughs> Like, yes. that's your own daughter and even don't get me wrong that's a messed up thing to say even as the Ugh. boyfriend of the mom oh very v- yeah very and let's not forget folks tyra is maybe 15 probably 14 yes and this is her mom's boyfriend commenting on her genes and her genetically uh superior rear end so this is a problem. This yeah, is not, not a good guy. Not okay. <laughs> no. And we'll see a little bit more of Tyra's home life as the episode yes. yep. uh, progresses. But um, also I have a quick note. Uh, yeah. And obviously this will be a big part of this too. But we also have another insight into Matt's home life as his dad is having a, a difficult time finding a job. Yes. So yep. rough week all around for our, our main characters. Yep. Uh, we get a little uh, sh- a little scene of coach at practice letting the the team know that they are expected to go to the annual uh, women's booster league rodeo fundraiser fair. So coach says, "Little issues come to my attention, gentlemen. The annual women's booster league rodeo fundraiser and fair. Shut up! Yeah, Shut yeah. Up. This is an immediate uh. <laughs> yeah, but I think coach actually starts." Enunciating shut up before the groans even come. Yep, he knows it's coming. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Matt goes to Buddy to try and get his dad a job. Um, I guess Buddy's the guy that makes things happen. So uh, that's who go to. (laughs) And in that scene, we've got uh, not only my choice for quote of the week, but also for Buddy Garrity's sleazeball move of the <laughs> yep. week. Yep. I'm assuming you also wrote this quote down. I, I have a quote, yeah. As as Matt walks into the dealership and he's like, oh, Buddy, you know, Mr. Garrity, I hope I'm not interrupting you. And 
He's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> he like pulls him aside. He's like, well, I don't want to start. And, and but he goes, those are just people. You're my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, wow. Uh, his quarterback is a different class of human being, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> those are just people. You're my quarterback. Uh, um, I also want to point out, this doesn't count probably in the outdated pop culture reference of the week, but okay. Buddy Garrity had the um, had the Mac in his office that was the like the dome oh. with the screen coming out. Yeah. Yes. Very nice. 2006. Do you feel like Buddy Garrity would be using a Mac? No, I don't. No. that Well, hold on. Okay. <laughs> I don't think that Buddy Garrity would be using a Mac normally, uh-huh. but I I could see him seeing that computer and being like, oh, oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Like like a status thing, like exactly. to have that sitting on his desk. Exactly. Yeah. Okay, good. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, but Buddy does tell Matt to send his dad over and, and he'll hook him up with a, with a salesman job on the lot. Second mojito. Oh, second mojito. Very nice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we see Coach going in to talk to Street's dad at his place of work. Apparently, Street's dad is a pharmacist, it appears. Is that what? Yes. Yeah. That's, that's how I took it, yeah. It starts out kind of okay. Like... You know what, Coach, I think right away kind of comes off as almost like the bad guy. Yeah. He kind of comes in and he, I don't remember his exact words, but I did note Coach kind of come off as, coming off as the bad guy. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like Street's dad was very sympathetic at first, but then I can't remember exactly what Coach said, but then he kind of turns it on Coach. Yeah, Coach yeah. was like basically being like, how can you do this to me? you know, and making it about himself. And he's like, are you kidding me? Like, yeah. my son is in a wheelchair. My life is over. I have yeah. insane and bills. Sorry. And he's kind of like saying, you know, like, yeah, not only do we have all these medical bills, but now I have to figure out how to, you know, build all these ramps and yeah. uh, put all that other money into it uh-huh. uh, additionally. Yeah. A uh, pretty harsh quote here from, Street's dad, he says, it's killing me to do this, but since I'm already dead, it doesn't really matter now, does it? Yeah. Woof. <laughs> That's kind of rough. Yeah, um, so that doesn't go, that doesn't go well. Um, Mr. Saracen starts at Garrity Motors and Matt is just absolutely beaming with pride. Uh, <laughs> his dad becoming a used car salesman. He could not be happier. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and we'll 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 see how that goes for for Mr. Saracen. Yeah. Uh in, later in the episode. But when we cut to a conversation between Smash and Waverly as they're kind of walking through campus and we get a I thought a very brilliantly timed by Gaius Charles oh. uh, comedic moment <laughs> yes. where Smash says, Hey Waverly, how's the tuba? And she says, bright and shiny like your forehead. And as she's saying <laughs> yeah. it, he pulls like a handkerchief out of his pocket and rubs He's like his forehead down <laughs> while she's like, she doesn't even notice it happening. Yeah. Uh, it was, oh man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was, 
Yeah, it was a little, it was a little over the top, but way to go. Like, it, Very good <laughs> I did laugh at that. Yeah. Uh, so Waverly is saying that she thinks that they just don't have anything in common and Smash only thinks about football 24-7, which is very true. And so Smash is kind of panicking and, oh, and she she's like, well, don't you, do you have something like, do you have friends like that you talk about stuff other than football with? And Smash is kind of panicking. And then he sees Matt and Julie <laughs> across the campus. Like, oh yeah, Matt and Julie. Oh, here's the quote. I have it. Uh, is there anything about you that isn't football 24-7? Hell yeah. Uh, <laughs> anything we could talk about? Do you have any other friends that... Oh, Matt Saracen and Julie Taylor. We chill all the time. Talk about a whole mess of stuff besides football. I mean, immigration, yes, ir- Iraq, <laughs> books, music, stem cell research, global warming, you name it. Yeah, he goes into really heavy stuff. I'm glad that you found that quote because I did not like want to pause and write all of those yes. things down. But I did note that he starts with, yeah, like we got a great smash and wave really back and forth. And that, yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, we talk about all these really heavy issues. <laughs> yeah. With Matt Julie. Uh, so he, he's invites Waverly to kind of double date with them to the rodeo on Friday night. And Waverly responds, I love this. This is another good quote. She responds, all right, we'll give the waiver lash one last try. <laughs> smash is like, waiver lash? Mm-hmm, that's what you called it? Oh, that smash mouth contagious, girl. <laughs> 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 so, so good. Yeah, so good. just another, another instance of Smash's interactions with females just being bizarre and hilarious. Um. Yes. Uh, then we get a cut to Julie Taylor showing up angry at the Saracen household. Yeah. Uh, Matt got distracted. He was supposed to meet with her at the library, I believe. Yep. And got distracted because um, Grandma Saracen called him and thought that she saw like a, was it a large spider or something like that? Yeah, or something. Something. Yep. And then he got home and he just started cleaning and then he completely forgot about it. Yeah. Well, Julie says, all right, well, I'll help. And as she's like, you know, really, as we'll come to find uncharacteristically being uh, (laughs) friendly and understanding and turning the other cheek. Right. uh, Matt pulls out that, uh, oh, by the way, (laughs) uh, we're... We're going on a double date with Smash and Waverly. <laughs> and you have to <laughs> pretend like we do it all the time yeah, and yeah. lie. <laughs> lie to Waverly. Yeah. We see, we go back to Tyra's home life then after that. And Tyra, Tyra's mom and her deadbeat boyfriend, who we come to find out is named Bob. They're fighting. He gets... Out of line, way out of line, way out of line, and starts uh, slapping her around a little bit. And Tyra responds by going after him with a fire poker. Yeah, pretty ba. Um, and well, she gets that, that look in her eye. Yeah. Well, he gets a hold of the fire. Poker yeah, he does. He and takes it from she him. like gets up in his face. Yeah, and yeah, kind of like the equivalent of like grabbing the gun and sticking it to your head exactly. and being like, "Go ahead, pull the trigger," type yep. thing. But. He does not swing on them with the fire poker and he leaves. She chases him out. 
Julie goes home to coach and Tammy uh, after she leaves the Saracens, I assume. She goes home to coach and Tammy and expresses her love and gratitude for them and then just walks away and tells them goodnight and goes to her room. And coach has this just very pleased, very satisfied (laughs) and affirmed like, oh, she loves us. Isn't that great? We're such good parents. And then cut to Tammy. She looks absolutely horrified. Yeah. And Tammy says, oh, no, honey, something terrible must have happened. And she goes and and chases Julie down and talks to her. And Julie just kind of spills her her guts about what's going on with um, Matt and everything that he is uh, carrying, the load that he's carrying and the the plates that he's spinning, um, everything that he's got going on. And Tammy says, well, maybe I can help him. Just have him come see me at school. We do get kind of another short scene of Tyra talking to her mom in the bedroom. She's worried that Bob isn't coming back. Tyra's like, forget that loser. (laughs) Like, for real, for real. Um, Yeah, she's pretty devastated. Yeah. She's, yeah, worried that she's not going to find anybody better than Bob, which is, uh, yeah, troubling, but also very realistic portrait of... Of um, small town, uh, absolutely people with so- small self esteem. Yeah. Uh, do we know what Tyra's mom's name is? Do we ever find that out in this episode? I don't know if we do in this episode. We do for sure in the next episode, but okay. I don't have it written down okay. on either. <laughs> so yeah, she'll I, just be. I have Tyra's no idea. Mom. Yep. So cut to another parent. Uh, Henry Saracen is very bad at selling cars. He is failing miserably. We see Buddy is watching him out the window, and Buddy's getting real excited. He's kind of giving the play-by-play, like, oh, yeah, he's reeling him in. Here we go. (laughs) And then Henry shakes hands with this uh, elderly couple, and they walk away. And Buddy's like, what? What? What happened? (laughs) Yeah, he's like, I had him on the line, man. All you had to do was reel him in. Yep. yep. And Matt's dad says, (laughs) this is a great exchange. He says, like, oh, they weren't really financially ready at this time or whatever. And Buddy <laughs> says, no time's a bad time with 5.9 APR. <laughs> like, he's even in car sales mode, even when he's not actually yeah, trying to sell he's, a car. He's selling the idea of selling a car to Henry Saracen. <laughs> and then <laughs> pulls out the secret weapon. Buddy's secret weapon. <laughs> the American flag lapel pin. Yeah, he pulls a lapel pin, American flag lapel pin, and basically tells him to just play up being a veteran and that'll help him sell cars. And he justifies it, you know, and said, when you're selling, you're selling yourself. So just be who you are and who you are is a, a hero, basically. Uh, but yeah, it feels pretty dirty. Feels feels kind of like a sleazeball move. It is a very big <laughs> sleazeball move for <laughs> yeah. sure. So next, Street uh, and Lila are talking, and Street uh, reveals to Lila that his parents uh, have been fighting a lot. His dad's been sleeping on the couch. Mm -hmm. Um, Street goes on and on, and he's kind of talking about the you know expensive medical bills and and the the difficulty that's putting on his folks. And Lila kind of questions the the whole lawsuit thing. Like, are you sure this is a good idea? Jason's response is, you've been talking to Buddy? (laughs) (laughs) So this is actually a really good time to bring up this week's episode sponsor, which is Medicare for All. (laughs) 
Every other first world country does it. Jason Street's family wouldn't be in this conundrum with it. Medicare for all. <laughs> really could have saved a lot of stress and heartache in Dillon, Dillon Texas, yeah, uh, in, especially in the Coach Taylor household. <laughs> yeah. Could have avoided all this. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm surprised they're doing podcast ads, but yeah, we'll, yeah, well, you we'll, know. we'll take what we can get, you know? Exactly. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, so, um, Lila's questioning whether it's a good idea. Jason is, he's, it basically sounds like he is convincing himself that it's all justified and legitimate. Um, he's kind of coming around. Like you said, he kind of got gaslit by his mom a little bit. And, uh, so now he's coming around and Lila pledges that she's on his side no matter what, because she loves him. So she's back on the Jason train for sure. 100%. Julie brings a casserole over to the Saracens to help out. Uh, and Matt kind of spills his guts about um, the situation with his dad. And he says, I guess I wanted him to be, to want to be here and not just be here, um, which was kind of a heartbreaking line. Uh, and then there's a little kissy kissy between <laughs> Julie and Matt, but she does a very, you know, she does a great job of, comforting him and being right there by him side by his side and all that well then we're at the uh the rodeo with the yeah we get a little title rodeo booster club (laughs) annual women's yeah i don't know uh we get the uh, a little rodeo montage with yeehaw again Again. they're reusing (laughs) that they paid they must have paid money to get those rights and so they're gonna take advantage of it yeah, they said, listen, we're using this in two episodes for the money you're charging us. Yeah, they're like, oh, man, that was in the, the pilot episode. Nobody's going to remember it. <laughs> Wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Busted again. Uh, uh, but yeah, we get uh, a little glimpse of Julie and Waverly interacting. <laughs> and yeah. Julie is telling Waverly all about how and this is a pretty not believable uh, conversation, I thought, because Ju- uh, Julie's telling Waverly how they like to go to this art house uh, theater that's like 40 minutes away and how last week they went to see the like 1930s French Beauty and the Beast movie, <laughs> which like, listen, I was a huge movie nerd in high school, especially like I was probably in my most pretentious phase. Yeah. My ass wasn't. If Mitchell, South Dakota, had a art house theater, I was not gonna drive that hour to go see the 1940s French Beauty and the Beast. Like, yeah. I like a lot of art house movies and and that kind of stuff, but like, 15 year old Julie Taylor, I doubt it. But allegedly, Matt Saracen really liked it. Well, Matt Saracen is pretty cultured. I mean, after all. <laughs> When he hears the Pussycat Dolls, he cannot help but think of <laughs> famed Pollock. artist Jackson Pollock, if you've ever heard of him. So. But he also does listen to Bob Dylan and draw pictures. <laughs> so That's true. Yeah. French Beauty and the Beast from 1930s is, you know, it might just be right up his alley, actually. It, maybe it is. Yeah. But <laughs> Julie lets... Um, Waverly, she lies for Smash and says that Smash also likes to yeah. go with them. If it sometimes. was a stretch for Matt and Julie to go to that movie, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> a little bit too far to, uh, yeah, imply that Smash goes, not just imply, to say that Smash goes those films. Yeah, Rivers. It's just like, we went to see Cocteau's Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> Cocteau. <laughs> uh, yeah, 1946. Yeah. I doubt it. I, she said that, and I was just like, I don't know what that was, but okay. Uh, yeah. Anyway, we've got Buddy, who was supposed to be helping at the, the rodeo, and he's watching the Buckley Arnett Mead game. Now, I've got another question. Okay. Are the Panthers on a bye week this week? It's obviously Friday. Again. They already had, they already had a bye week. This it makes no sense. It makes absolutely Unless no in, sense. I mean, the show is called Friday Night Lights, so I'm assuming that in West Texas, football games happen exclusively on Fridays. It's so, got to be. So it's not like this is a Thursday night game or a Saturday well, you night have game. The, you wouldn't have the um, rodeo thing on a Thursday. Yeah, that's true. On a school night. And... If it was Saturday, they would have had a game that they played the night before. All right. Who wrote this episode? <laughs> Carrie Aaron. Carrie Aaron, do better. Yeah. Come on. I didn't even think of that, but that that does make absolutely zero sense. <laughs> but yes, Buddy is has stolen away. <laughs> and yes, he is <laughs> caught up. He and is- I don't know how in the world they're like they've got like this tv from like 1982 <laughs> yeah and i don't bunny ears going <laughs> yeah. yeah i don't know how they're pulling in that game but but buddy is entranced yep um <laughs> so his wife's not impressed uh we see matt trying to talk to smash about the arnett mead game he's a little worried about it but then all smash can talk about is waverly which is very much a a uh, switch on their their parts, little yes. switch of roles there, which was yes. pretty good. Um, Tyra and her mom are walking through the fair, talking about Tyra's asking her if she ever considered moving away from Dylan. And while that's happening, the sleazeball boyfriend Bob walks yeah, up Bob on them, shows up, wants to talk to Tyra's mom. We see Tim Riggins taking it all in. Tyra's looking very forlorn and Tim is looking very that's sultry. <laughs> He's, it was just a shot, like a close up shot of his face yeah. and his hair. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry. I, <laughs> um, but this is the first time we've seen Tim in this yeah, episode, this episode, but, but he sees Tyra, from when he was creeping on Lila at the beginning during the simultaneous oh, football right. and football practice. practice. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I got a little too into that. I might have to edit some of that. <laughs> Uh, Lila and Jason show up to the fair, kind of prepared for Jason to take some hate, it seems like. Like, all right, are you ready for this? Yep. So, because the whole town knows about the lawsuit. Yep. So then Tyra is talking to her mom, and she calls her mom a loser when it comes to men. When it comes to men, yep. Yep. Um, And she threatens to move out if Bob moves back in. It's either going to be her or Ultimatum. Yep. Ultimatum time. Everybody's at the fair, so we're just cutting back and forth between everybody right here. So sorry if this is hard to follow, but all right. So that we see Waverly and Smash, and Smash is just being a real douche. Yeah, he is laying (laughs) Um, it on thick, like more than up until this point we've seen him go hard on himself. (laughs) 
<laughs> and Waverly is is questioning him on what concert did you see at UT? Was it a male or a female? Yeah. Was it a symphony orchestra or a band? <laughs> she's trying to catch him in a lie, and it works. And uh, and she's like, "You got them to lie to me," re- uh, referring to Matt and Julie. And <laughs> here's what Smash says: "It's your own damn fault. You can't see what's right in front of you. I'm the Smash." And then uh, he turns around and enters the arm wrestling contest yes. <laughs> that they're watching. Yes, and uh, he wins. Yes. And turns around victoriously to celebrate, and Waverly is nowhere to be found. She gone. Yep. All right. So Tim talks to Tyra. He saw her being sad. So he goes, he talks to her. She talks about how all the Colette women have this terrible, horrible trait where they get treated like crap by men and then let the men uh, back in and back for more. <laughs> Tim. Uh, not reading the room at all, <laughs> apologizes for everything that happened with Lila and asks for another chance and swear it'll be different this time. Yeah. Ted. Yeah. Pick your spots, Tim. This one ain't it. Anyway, yeah, after we see Tim talking to Tyra, we do see there's they somebody who's got access to the microphone that has the loudspeakers also watching Yes. The, the Buckley Arnett Mead game. Yeah, there's like and, somebody riding a bull. <laughs> and, and the rodeo announcer's like, here's something you might like. <laughs> yeah, and we see the, the final play of the game and, and Buckley wins in dramatic fashion. Uh, and this is where I have in my notes written down, are the Panthers in a bye week? <laughs> Those are unanswered questions. Uh, yeah, so everybody goes nuts and... We, we know at this point, and there's some debate about the extent of this, but we know that it's whether they go to the playoffs or not, right? So yes. everyone's going crazy, and people are like, we're going to the playoffs, all this stuff. And then Smash, when the news gets announced, he takes it another step in true Smash fashion and yells, we going to state all the way. <laughs> <laughs> He's already got his, his heart set on those unimaginable new heights. <laughs> 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 So yeah, he's that's it. The Arnett Mead lost, and <laughs> therefore the Panthers are going to state. Well, then we get a oh. hard cut. Oh my gosh, <laughs> maybe we, the best scene of the show so far. Yes. They knew it was ridiculous, <laughs> and they just went all in on it. Yeah, we get a hard cut to Buddy Garrity <laughs> by himself in a church. Yes, like stained glass background, <laughs> praying. <laughs> no, not praying yet. <laughs> Coming for to carry oh, yeah. me. Oh, he's sing- he's singing God. sweet low sweet yeah. by himself. <laughs> I forgot about the singing. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. We just get the last line of the song. Yeah, yep. and then he's praying. Then yep. he's praying, and he's thanking God for. And I quote: "Yes, letting such a crap team win." <laughs> It is a masterpiece of a prayer. Absolutely. Yeah. An absolutely great bit. I was laughing out loud while while watching this. I'll save the full quote for quote of the episode because this prayer definitely makes my list. But uh, it actually reminded me of a a story of of something that happened in chapel when I was in college that I wanted to share uh, (laughs) right along these lines. Okay. So 
I went to a Christian college, so we had chapel multiple times a week. And at this particular chapel, the Drama Ministries Ensemble, they're like a traveling theater group that did different scripture passages and stuff like that. Pretty cool. But they were in charge of chapel, and they were doing this thing where they would take prayer requests, and then they would like act out those prayer requests, like kind of the answer to those prayer requests and how, and like somebody would play Jesus and kind of like act out how Jesus might be in this, uh, the answer in this prayer request. And so they're just taking prayer requests from this chapel full of like 800 people. And they just got done with one about some kid's mom who had cancer Okay, so it's, like, super, super, like, emotional and, like, heart-wrenching. And it's this, like, really tender moment. And so they're like, all right, any other prayer requests? And this guy from the football team up in the balcony shouts <laughs> shouts out, Yeah, the Raiders win on Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, it was very Buddy Garrity. Uh, it, That's w- without the articulate nature of Buddy's <laughs> prayer. Just, yeah, Raiders win on Saturday. <laughs> it was awful. It was horrifying. So, yeah, he was channeling some major Buddy Garrity vibes in that moment. How, did they did they act it out? They yeah, so then that was the thing. So then you have a bunch of theater people acting out a football game and Jesus playing in the football game. No. <laughs> like, you know, how do you answer? Like, yeah. everybody doing their best, you know? Oh, like, I don't man. know. It was terrible. Ooh. It was just one of those train wrecks that continues to uh, just pile up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, I'll never forget that. And now I'm in charge of, of chapel at that school. So <laughs> we're not going to let that happen again. <laughs> All right. (laughs) So, Buddy's thanking the Lord. Um, But he does have another, just one more request. And Lord, I know you already know what it is before I ask it, but the playoffs, state. If it's your will, let us win state, dear God. In Jesus' name, amen. I also would like to note that uh, they they have like a really close-up of his face, and he has like sweat on his upper lip. (laughs) It's it's like Jesus sweating drops of blood in the garden. (laughs) But he's going after it. Oh, incredible. All right, so Coach and Street have a little talk. Uh, Finally, Street really passes the buck onto his parents, like— Coach, if this happens, just know I was against it, which I felt was a little disingenuous. Maybe he can't do anything to stop it, but I feel like he, I mean, he's made his point that he isn't really on board with the whole uh, lawsuit. So I think he's, I think he's got a, yeah, uh, something to stand on there a little bit, but he just got done telling Lila that, you know, he thinks it's, Kind of justified, but that was more, I guess, he's doing what he has to do, not necessarily that he supports it. So, uh, Matt goes to see his dad at the dealership and basically gives him permission to go back to Iraq. Like, Dad, I know you're not happy here. How he gets to make that decision, I'm still confused. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's his, like, superior officer that is fielding all these phone calls? So, so wait a minute, you, you do want to go back now? You're going back. You're not going back. Okay. And uh, was apparently fine with whatever happens. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever you want, Saracen. Sure. 
We'll uh we'll we'll line up a plane ticket. We see Tyra packing things up. She's moving out. Yes. We think we think her mom has picked Bob. But it turns out that uh mom has picked her daughter yes. over Bob, uh, which is supposed to be a heartwarming moment, which really in my mind is like more of a duh. Yeah. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Correct decision. You didn't know what points awarded. Yeah. yeah. Like. But Tyra's obviously relieved and happy. Um, touched by it. And then in our final scene, uh, Smash is basically laying it on the line for Waverly, sort of giving her an ultimatum. Like, listen, I am who I am. I'm the Smash, baby. <laughs> uh, and it is the most conceited high school guy heartfelt speech ever yeah. uh and i don't know what what kind of vibes did you get from waverly if you hadn't if you hadn't well you don't even hardly remember waverly i guess so what kind yeah. of vibes did you get from this um i honestly Waverly's don't remember I, I just have smash apologizes to waverly written down i don't yeah. really remember what her i watched this episode yesterday so i i it's, it has gotcha. really stuck with me. I apologize. Yeah, no, that's fine. No, at first it's like she lets him walk away and you're like, okay, I guess that's over with. But then it's kind of like the, eh, but she keeps looking after him and kind of gets a little smile on her face and turns away. So, yeah, I think it seems like she's going to come around yeah. uh, in this case. Yeah, so that's the episode. All right, so we'll take a little break here and we'll come back and we'll we'll dig into some characters. All right, welcome back. We're gonna we're gonna dig into a few of the more prominent characters in today's episode. Um, let's start with Smash. We've been getting a lot more Smash lately. I feel like, yeah, um, yeah. How are we feeling about Smash right now? I, um, as you know, I'm a huge fan of Smash <laughs> and his <laughs> his overall bit. Um, however, I will say, even I was like especially at the rodeo was like, all right, man, you're going too far. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You're making some mistakes here. Um, Yeah. He even in his ultimatum to Waverly, he straight up says like, yeah, I like to refer to myself in the third person. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 So uh, yeah, at least he acknowledges at that point. (laughs) Much of a dick he's been, but yeah. um, Yeah. He's laying on a little thick, but I do. I did love their little back and forth as they're walking through campus, especially the uh, patting down of his forehead and the, uh, <laughs> yes. him saying that he discusses really heavy issues with, uh, with <laughs> Julie and Matt. Yeah. Including stem cell research. Um, yeah. We, we kind of, in this episode, we start to see smash back on his heels in a way, in a relationship, in a way that we really have not before. Like somehow, Waverly uh, really has the upper hand between the two of them. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, as opposed to, say, our favorite bromance, Matt and Smash, you know, <laughs> yes. Sm- Smash is the guy driving in that uh, that bromance. And pretty much in every relationship I can think of, other than maybe Mama Smash and <laughs> really the women in the, the Williams family, because his sisters kind of yeah. give him the what's up as well. But uh, outside of the home, 
Smash is usually in control and used to being the one that everybody's lining up to talk about and to, uh, you know, wait hand and feet on and stuff like that. But that's not how Waverly operates. So uh, we get kind of this new, this new view of Smash in this case. All right, how about the, the Taylor family? What, what new developments do yeah. we see? We've got uh, the, like, the scene, as I mentioned, where Coach confronts Street's dad, where we kind of see, once again, you know, Coach kind of in an unfavorable light for the first mm-hmm. time, I think, in the, you know, thus far in the show, 12 episodes in. Yeah. So, yeah, we get a taste of that, which is kind of weird. Um, we get the that really interesting family bonding moment where Julie comes home and she inexplicably just says, I love you guys <laughs> and you're the best parents in the world. And once again, you say, as you said, we see that dynamic between uh, Coach looking really proud and Tammy <laughs> reading the room. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, something horrible has happened. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think that that move of him like storming into another person's place of work to discuss the details of a pending lawsuit, uh, yeah, that's not a that's not a great look for no. coach. Not a great no. idea. In fact, no. uh, kind of illegal or frowned upon by a court of law, I believe. <laughs> but coach, yeah, coach has got a lot going on for sure. The, the coaching situation, obviously the Panthers are in, in a very tenuous position uh, that happens to break the right way for them later on in the episode. Um, so they, he's got that going on in the lawsuit, and uh, his wife is the guidance counselor, which, as he said, it can be quite a nuisance at times. Yes. Um, and then his daughter is dating his quarterback. So, you know, a lot going on. Coach Taylor. He's got a lot on his plate for yeah. sure. We can cut him a little slack in this case. Yeah. And then Tyra and the Colette family, especially Tyra and her mom in this episode, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. These are outside of the episode with the big party. We don't really see much about Tyra's family life up until this point, and mm-hmm. basically nothing really about her home life because I don't no. even think Tyra's sister lives at home. It doesn't seem like it, no. Um, so yeah, we kind of see really what's going on behind the scenes. Um, and Tyra, you know, kind of her motivation as a character. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's a difficult, but very realistic scene. Yeah. Uh, that she's kind of going through with, with her mom and dating all these, you know, awful crappy people. Um, yes, as she's just kind of witnessed, and and we love Tim Riggins, but I think she <laughs> sees a little bit of herself and her mom, uh, and herself with Tim, yeah, in in those kinds of relationships. Yeah, for sure. Like you said, prior to this, we didn't really we we have seen Tyra, and we had that whole episode with the oil field guy, where we really got a picture of how Tyra. Yeah, you feel bad for her and kind of the situations that she finds herself in. Um, but yeah, in this episode, we find out that kind of the the habits in those situations of her mother have been perpetuated <laughs> in, in Tyra as well. And she doesn't have probably a great picture of healthy relationships and stuff like yes. that. So 
Hence why she is, yeah, 15 and already experiencing some pretty heinous stuff for yeah, so, uh, a young lady to go through. So, yeah, kind of tough. Um, hang in there, Tyra. We love you. We're rooting for you. Yeah. Uh, I I know there's good things just just over the over the horizon <laughs> for you. I I don't even remember how Tyra's story ends up in the the end, but. I don't remember for sure either, but I'm pretty sure she has a happy ending. I I think she's got to. You can't. Yeah, yeah. you can't beat her up this much <laughs> and then not give her a happy ending. All right, I think that's it for our in-depth character analysis here. Let's come back in a second with our awards for the week. Yes. Alright, we are back. We are going to uh, hand out our weekly awards uh, for this episode. We are going to, let's start in right off the bat with, with Coach Taylor. Uh, we, we've, been, we've been talking, uh, not the strongest episode for Coach. No, I'm going to give him like a two. Yeah, it was not good. It, and I feel like... When I gave, I I have a one down, and I feel like that was just <laughs> like giving Coach the benefit Early. of the doubt. Like, right? Yeah, <laughs> I think the uh, the uh, shut up, shut up, um, <laughs> yeah. and the reaction to the groans. I think was was his only uh, real, <laughs> not even inspirational moment. Yeah, but. yeah. No, and like we said, it's hard times for Coach, so understandable, it but. Is. Um, yeah, uh, let's, let's just go with the one. Yep. It's, it's low coach. Sorry. Um, you'll pick it up a little next week. All right. Julie Taylor, hate meter Um, yeah. How are you feeling about Julie? I, I really thought, uh, it was admirable the way yep. that she really tries to take care of, of Matt and how she realizes really how much she does have on his plate and, yeah. And how much of a crap hand he's kind of been dealt, especially in comparison to her. Yep. So, um, Julie, for your empathy. Amy, friend of the show. Yes. Amy <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm thinking like a negative six here. Ooh, yeah. It was a good episode for her. Uh, here was a question I had in debating this. Um, do we give her, do we give her credit for helping Matt and smash out by lying to Waverly going along with it, or do we dock her points for that? That's a good question. Something I really hadn't considered as much yeah. as I should have. Spermie wants to say like, it's a good friend move. And I think it's done with honor. Yeah. Even if it's done to deceive. <laughs> it's, it's not, it's, it's a little white lie, right? Like it's not yeah. really hurting anybody. Yeah. Helping smash. Get a I'd say it's a neutral, door. neutral lie. It's neither okay. good nor bad. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I had a negative three, so okay. let's just uh, let's meet in the middle somewhere. Give her a. How about a negative four? Cool. Okay. Big rig beer tally. Man, still zero. I do not remember this. I do Same. not remember this huge literal huge dry gap. spell yeah. <laughs> for for the big rig beer tally yeah. here. Uh, which is making this this uh, weekly yeah. award kind of boring. But <laughs> he, he quit drinking 
for Lila and then like accidentally stuck to it. Apparently. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, geez, I'm still sober. Huh? Okay. Uh, so we're, yeah, we did not add to the big rig beer tally. So I believe we're still sitting at 20 beers mm-hmm. uh, for the season, which, you know, we're in episode 12. So that's still not a bad average yeah. for, a, for a high schooler. <laughs> but, um, all right. Uh, any music cues? We had Yeehaw. Freaking Yeehaw. That's all I had. <laughs> it's the only one that I noticed. Apparently, there was an Iron and Wine song, apparently. According I to saw the that NBC. on IMDb. Yeah, I saw that as well. I, it did not ring a bell. Uh, no, it did not click with me either. So, I guess Yeehaw. <laughs> it's Yeehaw. All right. Uh, oh, man. Let us not forget the Buddy Garrity Sleazeball Move of the Week. There's yeah, and where do you even choose from from this one? He had a <laughs> uh, a lot of them. So just to go through the options, yeah, uh, we'll start with the <laughs> um, those. Those are just people. You're my quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> yes, dehumanizing everyone else except for except for Dylan football. Yep. Um, and we'll see, I think, in the upcoming episode, in episode 13, Buddy reaches even newer lows oh, yes. from this episode. Absolutely. Um, but we'll we'll get into that next week. <laughs> but um, we've also got uh, the asking, or asking Saracen's dad yes. to play up his service in order to sell cars. Yep. Which is extremely sleazy. Lapel pin and all. Yeah. But uh, I think the moment that takes the cake is his buddy in church. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Oh, I forgot buddy uh, watching the game while he's supposed to be volunteering. (laughs) Yeah. There's too many to remember here. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, buddy singing and praying to God in church. Really, yeah, those are all winners, <laughs> if you want to look at it that way. Um, but yeah, should we go with the prayer for this? I week? think the prayer, yeah. Yeah, good. Really, uh, the the icing on the, the sleazy cake. Ugh, yeah, <laughs> I don't like that. Um, all right, uh, outdated pop culture reference of the week. Did you have anything there? Only thing that I had was Buddy's 2006 uh, Mac. Oh, yeah, The iMac. The, on iMac. The, the screen attached to the dome. Yeah, yep. That's good. This was in a deleted scene, so, you know, it can't be the official. Non-canon. But we have a scene of Smash talking to Matt about the double date with Julian Waverly. It's kind of just like a expansion on that scene. And the outdated pop culture reference is uh, as Smash is walking away, he's like very happy with Matt agreeing to do this. And he's like, hey, Matt, pop that collar, baby. Uh, <laughs> which in 2006, popping the collar of your polo was yes. high fashion. Yeah, it was a high like, look. Very trendy. So that was my pop culture reference. But um, I think that brings us to quote of the episode. Yes. The only thing, I think the only one I wrote down was, those are just people, you're my quarterback. <laughs> yep, I had that as well. I know that the, there was a great back and forth between Smash and Waverly, which we've gone yep. through and you've kind of read, as well as the full prayer yes. quote, which I think that one may be my my that, actual choice. I just is, didn't write yep. it all down. That is what I had. So the ones I had were, 
uh, coach at practice. Little issues come to my attention, gentlemen. The annual Women's <laughs> Booster League Rodeo Fundraiser and Fair. Shut up. Shut up. Uh, and then, yep, those are people. You're my quarterback. Yeah, the the Waverly Smash interaction. Uh, I mean, immigration, Iraq, books, music, stem cell research, global warming, you name it. Um, also, oh, that Smash Mouth contagious, girl. <laughs> Uh, that that's all in that same one. But yep, my pick for quote of the week that I have highlighted here was coming for to carry me. Oh, <laughs> uh, and we did not read the full prayer, so I'd like to read that at this time. Please yes. bow your heads. <laughs> thank you, Lord, for letting Buckley win. I know it was nothing short of a miracle, and I thank you for that miracle. I know you truly are an all-powerful God to let such a crap team win. <laughs> I know I've sinned, but I have to ask for one more thing. I know that you know what it is before I ask, Lord. The playoffs. State. If it's your will, let us win state, dear God. In Jesus' name, amen. Powerful stuff. Hate that, buddy. (laughs) (laughs) But it's winning quote of the episode in this case. So, buddy, doubling up on the sleazeball move of the week and the quote. Yes. Congratulations yeah. to Buddy Garrity. Congratulations. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right. So that leaves us with rating the episode. Um, I had a good time with it. I did too. Um, I think it's a strong seven. Yeah. You, there were the inconsistencies and the unanswerable questions <laughs> that uh, if you're just going purely on entertainment value, you know, pretty high. If you're going on quality of writing and uh, consistency uh, with the rest of the series, <laughs> might take a little, a little hit. But uh, I'm good with seven. It was a good episode. Yeah. I had a good time watching it. All right. Well, I think that that's that about wraps it up, isn't it? Doesn't it? That's that's our show. All right. So, uh, what do you got? What do you got for the weekend after this? You got big plans? Or you just doing homework? Just doing homework. <laughs> right yeah, on man sitting at uh yeah sitting at home <laughs> hey what did you what did you do to to celebrate the the fourth of july independence day um so we uh we went back to plat for the day just kind of saw my folks saw some friends uh kind of did the the plat the all you can do in one day plat tour <laughs> that was yep. on the the third the next day we from our porch or from our deck the same one with the uh, one one hundredth of an acre uh, garden on it. <laughs> yes, we. I got a pretty nice view of the Swiftel Center fireworks. Oh yeah. So we we watched those, um, but that was really all. We didn't do a whole lot of too much exciting stuff, which is rare for me. Yeah. But yeah, with everything that's going on in the world. Yep. And everything that we've kind of got going on too is just yeah. Just kept it low key, nothing too. Yeah. Grilled some uh some some glizzies, some bratwursts. <laughs> glizzies? <laughs> I'm not familiar with this term. Oh yeah, glizzies. That's what they call hot dogs these days on the streets. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, people every everywhere. Glizzies. Yeah. I love hot dogs. I've never once heard where does that come from? Uh, I'm not sure where it comes from, <laughs> but it's like the thing now. 
<laughs> okay, I'm gonna look this up. Uh, but you think yeah. I'm doing a bit, but I'm not. <laughs> I, uh, okay, all right, Glizzies. Uh, yeah, I'll look that up after they after we get done here. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to stay hip. I want to stay cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, call hot dogs Glizzies. That's the the new slang. Anyway, <laughs> okay. Uh, what did What did you do for the fourth? Yeah, we uh, we typically go to um, Lindsay's family. Oh, out there in uh, small town, South Dakota, north of Sioux Falls, uh, to the farm, and they spend hundreds of dollars on fireworks. Nice. We did not stay for the big stuff because, you know, kids and whatnot gets pretty late. It but, seems like the reason to stay. If I was Benny Kenny, seeing <laughs> this expensive stuff, forget about it. Benny Kenny is eight months old and not really into things exploding <laughs> loudly in his area. So, uh, but uh, our oldest diamond, her grandpa did buy her an obscene amount of like fountains and, you yeah. know, the little smoke bombs and stuff like that. So we did some of that, ate some glizzies. Um, actually, no, there were no glizzies. Uh, uh, but then, yeah, I went home, watched the big fireworks. They shoot those off in Sioux Center, like a couple blocks from our house. So we get a real prime, prime viewing spot. Um, yeah. And, and that was about it. So good times. Uh, happy birthday, America. We believe in you. Um, we can do, we can do better, but. Uh, we sure can. But we still thank- love you. Yep. We're thankful and we're grateful. Absolutely. Uh, Great episode, uh, another great episode to talk about next week. So please tune in, uh, check us out. Thanks for listening. Yes. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.